welcome back it is cine chill today's guest is james matthews now we actually recorded this a year ago and james had 16,000 subscribers at that point he's now got 49,000 subscribers in under a year so that's pretty impressive so the guy makes really great content so if you don't know who he is first of all well make sure you listen to all this podcast and then go and check out his youtube channel because uh, his work is really really good he's just made a short film and he's also done a behind the scenes on how he actually made it which is really really interesting enjoy this week's cine chill I think what you guys represent is the best part of YouTube. Like, glad you said that because they are like the coolest set of people ever. And the good thing is, we're all from like different areas, and like especially where I'm from in Essex, I don't know anyone who does this stuff, mate. I don't know anyone. So to be able to link up with them, they, they yeah, they're on the other side of the the bloody ocean in uh in the states. But for me to have like my little posse, my little crew that I can kind of relate to, I can always talk to them if I've got an issue or some advice that I want YouTube wise, I can just go to them. We've got our own little group on Instagram. I'm not going to tell you what it's called because it's uh, confidential and that, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, it's not. But um, yeah, so we've got our own little group, just us lot, and we chat to each other and like we inspire each other and we're always just like picking each other up because there are a lot of lows in YouTube. There's a lot of expectations from the viewers and other people doing really well and you kind of put that on yourself to upload every bloody week. And we just pick each other up when we're down and when someone does really good work, it's just such a freaking sick situation because you're all just like, man, that was an amazing video. When you say, I know I've got no one around here who's doing what I'm doing. So literally you travel to be with the people who, you know, who like inspire you and you want to hang out with, you know, I think that's really cool. Like I saw another YouTuber, you could see where the inspiration came from, you know, the Peter McKinnon and the Casey Neistat. I mean, their videos, they make you go, I think I'm just going to quit. But you need to find your own voice in this game. And I think you've definitely got your own voice. Like even though you're teaching stuff that other people are teaching, you put your own spin on it. So it doesn't feel like you're copying it. Like I learned so much from watching um, the, I'm about to go to a, a conference on uh, Sunday in Portugal for a week and they want right. like it filming and like B-roll and all this. And I've done that type of stuff before, but when I, I watched one of your videos, it was the food making one. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to try <laughs> some of those ideas because no one else has done anything like that that I've seen. And yeah. um, I think that's what's important is bringing something fresh to, you know, sort of fresh yeah. to the table, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. No, I completely agree with you there. Um, yeah, I know what you mean by like a lot of people just trying to be like represent the other people that are kind of at the top of their game. I think it's quite easy to do that as well. Um, but I also don't think the people that are trying to be other people are really enjoying the process as much. Um because I I definitely wouldn't do this if all I was like worried about was oh am I going to get the views and all stuff like that because I I almost a hundred percent think the views and the ex- expectations of the viewers is going to potentially be what if I ever do kind of fail or stop is that's going to be the reason I do because there's so many people watching and people the viewers especially on YouTube have got expectations for the YouTubers to put out video after video after video and it to be absolutely top notch like Casey for example like I love the geezer to bits I think he's amazing I think what he's done is absolutely incredible but it's kind of set a benchmark for everyone else in terms of what the viewers are expecting um and for me I've got to the point now where I'm like you know what James 
No, you are not going to be putting out a video every single day because that is not what you are here to do. You're here to like put time and effort and thought. I'm not saying that Casey doesn't put time and effort and thought into his videos or anyone who does daily because they clearly do. And their strategy is absolutely unbelievable. And I'll take my hat off to them. But me personally, it wouldn't work for me. I wouldn't enjoy making a video a day. The pressure, the just the speed and the anxiety of thinking, right, I've got to get this done tonight because other people are expecting it. Like that that doesn't make you uh, enjoy the process. Do you know what I mean? Like, like for me, it takes me like four or five days to get like a nice edit together where I'm like, that sits cleanly, that, that cuts perfectly to the music. I've put my sound design in there spot on. And then once I've, once I've done that video, like the time doesn't matter. It's just the fact that I've finished it. And I just feel so sick when I finish one of them videos, man. So what got you into the, the teaching and the education side of it? You've obviously got your own media company and you do work for clients. Was it a yeah. way of going, right, if I put myself out as an expert, then people are going to want to hire that expert? Like I know the whole, you know, like Tim Ferriss has got that four hour work week and I've read that like six times and I'm still <laughs> working way more than four hours a day. <laughs> One of those things was, you know, if you place yourself as an expert, you're more likely to get hired. So was originally any of the idea like, well, if I do this, then company's going to be like, well, I want that guy because he clearly knows what he's doing. Or was it just because you've seen other people do it and like, I want to do what they're doing? I'll be completely honest. When I first thought about starting YouTube, I don't know if you've watched any of my really early stuff, but especially on my first couple of vlogs, I'm a completely different person because I put on a front on my first couple of YouTube videos thinking, right, I need to be presentable. I need to be, um, I need to be hireable, right? Um, thinking, right, I've got clients that I've got now, but a, a, a potential client's going to watch my YouTube channel and think, mate, this bloke's just a, an average geezer. He's not very presentable. He's not very hireable. Like, mm. he just talks, I don't know, he's just a bit too chill. Is that the kind of person I want to hire? So I was thinking to myself, right, come on, James, just pull yourself together. Be a bit more um, a bit more formal on the channel and, like, try and speak properly, try and, like, present yourself nicely as, like, a nice person who is who someone who you'd want to represent your brand, right? Yeah. And I'd done that and I was like, this is just dead, mate. This ain't me. Why am I putting out why am I putting out like personal content that isn't personally me? Yeah. So I was like, no, I sod this. And anyway, I just started being myself, started relaxing and making videos that I wanted to make in a way that I wanted to make them. And then to my absolute surprise, more companies were like, Oh, James, we love your channel. Like, can we work with you? And I'm like, what is going on here? Surely people don't want to hire me. I'm just like a I'm just like your normal geezer who's just like out in the town or whatever. But I guess I guess it does like kind of show if you if you kind of know what you're doing. Not not saying that I do because I might just be winging this whole thing. Who knows? But um, <laughs> but I guess it's like it doesn't kind of no one really cares to be honest. I think if you know what if you know what you're doing and the the results are there, it kind of works. So yeah, the first couple of videos I ever made on YouTube, they definitely weren't me, mate. Because um, I was conscious that the clients I had were going to drop me because I'm kind of being a bit of a, a young gun on YouTube or whatever, but um, it actually worked in my favor. And I was like, oh, brilliant. This is great. So yeah, that's kind of how it went. Nice. So did you, so you started your production company and then you were like, I want to do the YouTube thing or did it like, how did that work? Um, yeah. So I started my video production business about uh, just as I actually started it just before I left uni. So that would have been about 2014, I think. So for about four years now, I've been doing um, commercial filmmaking for various different companies. And then the whole, why did I start YouTube? I think the, the reason I wanted to start YouTube was because I thought that, 
if I could start YouTube, it might allow me to make more content that I want to make because I've done it about two years ago and I was kind of in the rut where I've been doing promotional videos for people for two years. And like, quite luckily, I was very busy even two years ago. Um, and I thought, I'm not really, I'm, I haven't really got time to make my own kind of content anymore. And I'm loving some people's work that they're doing on YouTube. Um, why don't I just give it a go? It's more just like a stab in the dark. I didn't really have a like a strategy with it or anything like that. I just thought, oh, like I'm loving some people's content. I feel like I've got some value that I can bring to people in terms of the filmmaking stuff, especially for like younger, uh, or not even the age doesn't matter, but uh, guys, kids, girls that are looking to get into the industry because I felt like I was at a very, like a very niche end, especially in the UK where um, it's so hard to do your own thing. And I somehow managed to crack it in the first two years. Like I was fully booked almost every week doing video production work, like in my first two years. And I thought, well, this is that, like, I'm actually doing all right here. Like surely there's like something that I can teach people to kind of go down the same path. And that's definitely not going to me giving other people advice is definitely not going to detriment <laughs> like me in my, in the business. They're not going to steal all the work off of me and I'm going to be crawling about on the streets. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I just thought there's something to something to give. Why don't I just give it? What's your favorite part of the the business? The thing that I like is the most is just having an idea at the very start, seeing it in your head, and then by the time you've actually made it, it looking exactly how it looked in your head before you started. That that for me is like the most satisfying feeling ever because usually if i'm doing like a quite a big uh like commercial shoot or something i will always storyboard my stuff so i'll like draw down what i can see in my head shot for shot and then i'll just capture them shots and then when i put it together and i'm like holy shit that actually looked better than it did in my head mm. then i'm like this is like the best thing ever so that's probably the uh that's like for me the best thing about it the worst thing about it is Right, the, the my worst thing is letting people down. I cannot let anyone down. Like, so for example, this wedding at the weekend, it's not something I really want to do, but I at the time I said, Yeah, no problem, I can do that for you, mate. And I there's no chance in a hell, no matter what happened, I would turn around and say, I'm really sorry, mate, I can't do it. Like, so for me, it's like the expectations of the the clients, the people that you're doing the videos for, like not the expectations for it to be good because I'm kind of content now knowing that I can create a good piece of work. Yeah. Um, not that I'm the best in the world because I'm not, but I do feel like I can create a decent piece of work. So it's not the expectations of the work. It's the expectations of getting it done on time, um, making sure everything's correct for the client, making sure I look after them as well as I possibly can, making sure I make it affordable for them, making sure that I deliver it in the best way so yeah, for them, for me, the most the most annoying thing is like the expectations of others that uh, you're that are receiving your work essentially. My, I'm my own worst critic. Like that's just I can't. Unfortunately, I can't get over this. Where it's like I'll make something and then I'll be finished. And as I'm making, it, I'm going, "This is really cool." And then I'll play it back from like the start and convince myself we're like that is the worst thing i've ever made the <laughs> client's going to be like simon what the hell is this we'd never want to see you again you're not what getting paid this? yeah exactly <laughs> or like and and honestly like i'll hover over that send button and then i'll press send like with one eye open and then i'll be just until i get that email through saying that's great we're really happy with it or that's really good can you make a few changes like if someone says can make a few changes i don't get upset 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that man. Just 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 uh accept the process. Just be like, right, I've done the best I can here. This is this is what I've created. Yeah. Like it or don't like it. Um but yeah, some people come back with changes and that's that's like I think that's completely fine. Like, uh, especially like corporate companies, things like that. They're always going to have changes to make sure that it's on brand, to make sure that the right people are in it, to make sure that, or oh, that someone won't be like, oh, I don't like how scruffy someone looks here. But you, out of courtesy, can't say to the client, by the way, one of your employees looks absolutely disgusting here. Uh, can I can I take them out of the shot? You have to kind of just keep them in until yeah. the client goes, hold your horses. They do not look presentable there. Let's get rid of them. And you're like, no, no problem at all. I thought they looked dodgy as well. So that's I think that's that's part of it. The one job that sort of sticks out is we did a job for this big timber company. We went to all these different sites and they were massive. Like I'm talking acres and acres of like land. With yeah. all this timber stuff going on, and uh, and it became like I had like my big whiteboard and you know how the video was going to play, and but there's so many different aspects. Hold on, hold on, you, you had a whiteboard. Yeah, yeah. That's what you were like writing down your ideas and stuff on. Yeah, oh, I've got a whiteboard at home. And oh, like, right. Sorry, I thought you. I thought I just had like a, a vision of you walking around some woods with a freaking massive whiteboard, like <laughs> writing things down. Sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. I might do that on my next, my next recce for a location. Just walk around with a massive whiteboard. Yeah, I don't think you'll get the job if you do that. I think they'll, yeah. I think they'll call someone up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we had I had it all planned out and I had like little lines going down on this whiteboard saying this section is this, and it was like became more like a bloody family tree by the end of it. It was like oh, oh yeah. so many sections, and then we did it. And when you do something, and the client was literally like, "You do what you need to do." So, what do you want to get from this aspect? We did loads of different interviews, and oh, so much. And when I pressed send on that, it was just it was like twelve minutes long that promotional video when we when it was finished. Gee. And uh, but they absolutely loved it. But until I get that email, I just think it's the worst thing I've ever made. I think when you're a creative person, you're never really a hundred percent happy with what you do. People can always feel like they can improve because I think if you're one of these people who like that will do or that'll be all right, you know deep down you can do better than you've oh yeah you've got to make it as good as you can. Like it's difficult when a client has bad ideas and like oh really yeah um, well, I, I I usually just tell them straight up now um <laughs> just I'll just say that that's horrendous because x x and x I'll just tell I'll just tell them if I think it's bad yeah. Um, and but but at the same time, it's not a great idea because you don't want to like piss them off. But at the same time, they respect the way that you think and the the way because a lot of the time, just like social media strategy as well. So like I'd say, well, this video wouldn't work well because of you because your audience isn't like the right demographic. Mm. Um, people aren't going to want to stay on their phone for a one minute intro. Uh, so I just they, like usually they'll come up with these ideas, and I'll just tell them very simple social media concepts that just in just general day life ain't gonna work yeah. so sometimes i just put it straight to them because i I also don't want to make a video that i know once i've made it it's not actually going to deliver them any value i'd rather go no that is horrendous you're gonna do better off with this video done like this because you're going to get a lot more interaction on it people come to you because they want your spin on something to make it into something great. And I love that you'll tell them this is a bad idea. You should be doing oh, it like this. Oh, 100%. Like, I w- I'd hate to be working on a video that I knew the idea was horrendous. Like, I just, I just straight up wouldn't do it. I'd say, look, I'm really sorry, but this idea is not a bit of me. However, I will definitely recommend you to someone else that I think might your kind of idea might suit a little bit better for their style because this style definitely isn't my kind of video. Yeah. Um, but... 
definitely at the start of my like the start of my career doing it without a doubt because you've just got to say yes to everything because you you got no choice um so yeah there definitely was like times at the start where that happened um but now it's just like if you if you don't if i don't like the idea i just won't work with them but uh yeah that's that sounds a little bit that sounds a little bit poncy doesn't it but i don't mean it like that but it's just it's just the way it is now i, I can't be asked to create stuff that i genuinely am not worried about like stuff that yeah. i don't care about i don't want to create it that yeah makes sense. you you want your videos to feel like part of you i guess which yeah 100 percent. that's why yeah. i do it exactly yeah you know yeah that's exactly right so you're running the production business and the youtube like alongside of each other do you like is the plan ever for one of them to overtake and like go right i'm gonna go fully out like like how peter mckinnon he will obviously was a content maker for whoever and then it's mm. like look this youtube thing looks like it's gonna take off and now it's literally my god he's on like mars or something mm. now yeah um, is that something that you'd like to do or are you happy with having them like kind of both running alongside or do you see it as like one well no i definitely don't see them as one but i would like to somehow merge the two so for example i would like to make content online for my youtube channel incorporating a few brands like like just like branded content essentially but i'd like it to be with brands that i actually want to work with not ones that just call you up and say oh i want to collaborate yeah um i would love to do what i do but post it to my channel so for example if like there's a few companies that i would love to do loads of collaborations with mm. and i would love to create like commercials for them but then post it on my channel and have full cre- like yeah but that's just the dream isn't it like to have full creative control over something with a budget and an idea and then you come up with it that's essentially what i wanted to- sod it i'm asking for the dream that's exactly what i want <laughs> I don't know if I don't think I don't that'll ever happen. But if that time ever does come where I can just say to a company, right, I've got this idea. It has happened to a few companies actually, but I've got this idea. This is how much it's going to cost. I'd love to do it for you. Will can we do it? And then if they go, yeah, then happy days. I think it could happen. I mean, like your work is excellent. I don't get people on the podcast just because, like, oh, well, cheers, he, mate. he might be up for it. There's got to be something there that, I, when I say bring value to it, I don't mean that. But no, you, like, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's like if someone is listening to this who hasn't heard of you and now goes listen and goes watches your channel. To me, that is like my job done. It's about inspiring other filmmakers as well, and I think yeah. what you're doing will definitely inspire filmmakers. My podcast is pretty much about filmmakers where it's like narrative filmmaking and i think i watched a video where you're not re- you don't really want to get into that do you or do you no i don't well i do and i don't when you say narrative do you mean uh like actual features and stuff like that yeah like you know getting onto like say making something that gets in sundance or south yeah. by southwest yeah that like it depends what you define as success like if you define having your film at sundance like premiered at sundance or any other festival and you do then absolutely spot on go for it but i don't i don't think my work being shown like to the absolute masses is my end goal i think my my end goal is just to be happy with what i am creating and make things that i do actually want to make not just make them because youtube expects that the audience expects you to make a video every single week like for me like i guess success would be just creating videos that I want to create and then not create videos when I don't want to create them. Because sometimes there's, there's times where I'm like, cool, I've had enough this week. I'm, I'd, I'd prefer to just put the camera down, put the, put the laptop down 
and like have another creative outlet like listen to a lot of music and stuff like that I, like I love going to gigs so if I could and make like music it, like music is like the one massive inspiration for me like to make videos I just love like piecing visuals in my head with certain sounds and stuff like that but yeah to, for me like success would just be to create stuff I want to create when I want to create it. Like that sounds so selfish as well, but I don't even care because that is what success looks like to me. But I guess whoever, whoever, um, whoever wants it, like what I'm trying to say is if you want your film in Sundance or you want your video to get a hundred million views on YouTube, whichever means more to you, go and do that. Like there's no real rules there. Like whatever, whatever feels right to you, go for that. So, so what is the, the next, like what is the big plan for the, for, for you, you and the YouTube channel? Mate, I'll tell you what, someone literally asked me this earlier today. And the honest question is, I do not know. Cause at the moment, I actually feel like the most content that I've felt in a while. So, and I don't know why that is. I think it's just I've kind of got rid of the, I've kind of take, taken away the fact that I need to take on every single job under the sun. Mm. So at the moment, I'm just taking on the jobs I want to take on because I'm in a fortunate fortunate enough position to have quite a bit of work. Like. Yeah. I hope I hope it never goes away because you never know a couple of years down the line I might have no work and I might be eating my words but um I hope it stays like this but at the moment I've got a lot of work and I'm I'm getting better at saying to people no I'm really sorry but I'm actually too busy to take on this job um because I've got clients that I've already committed to I need to make sure I do the best job I can possibly do for them so I'm now saying no to a lot of work. I'm doing the jobs I want to do. And my I enjoy making content on YouTube. And I've got a tiny little following. And I am so damn grateful for just them people that actually genuinely like my content. I do not need hundreds of thousands, millions of people following my content. If I can just chill with my little squad and make content, then I am just the happiest geezer going. If I can travel a few places here and there to get that juice of life just that nature in there just meeting lots of different people i'm basically what i'm trying to say is i'm trying to just ride the wave at the moment because everything feels quite good are you going to go to nab uh next year yes i'm going to be going next year because it was just such a blast really this year yeah such a blast when is it on when does it uh Um, start i think nab next year is april the 9th um I can't be 100% sure if Google will know, but uh, I think it's April, around April the 9th. And what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is I made a, I made a trick of doing it this year is go out to the States. Like what I'm, what I'm trying to do every year now, after I've done it this year, find the cheapest flight into the States, go there, wherever that may be for three or four days, then fly from there to Vegas, go to NAB for four or five days, and then go and collaborate with a YouTuber in the States for three or four days and then fly home from wherever that is. So I think this year it's going to, I'm going to go from Vegas to LA, stay in LA with either Jason Vong or Josh from Momentum Productions. I don't know if you know Josh Morgan as well. Uh, he's, he's awesome. I, I, I don't, but these but, are people are. We are some big out. Viking looking geezer with long hair. Um, and he's absolutely huge. He's built like an absolute brick shit house. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that that's the plan. Just get the cheapest flight into the States because like, why not? Just fly somewhere, check out a new place, have no expectations of it. Go there, then go to NAB, have an absolutely wicked time at NAB, see some cool people, and then at the end of it, collaborate with someone in their hometown. 
um, nice. if someone is invited me. So a lot of people in the States have asked me to come and visit them and whatever. So I know I've got lots of, uh, like, luckily, I've got lots of people that I can call up and say, hey, let's let's do bits. I would love to go to that NAB next year. Well, wh- why don't you why don't you do a more local one then? Try like Fotokina in Germany or Seabit or something like that, because that will give you more of a taste. Fotokina yeah. is actually next week. I'm going on Wednesday uh, until Friday next week. So Fotokina might be a better one for you to try out. So because that's only in Cologne. So it's only an hour's flight. It's not like you're flying all the way over to the West Coast for like 12 hours flight. Ideally, if I can grow this cine chill so it becomes a thing, then what I would love to do would be like take it on the road and then meet these collaborators and like do podcasts with them. So if I could take the cine chill thing there, because I've had Philip Blooms, like, he'd be up for being on cine chill, which is great. The geezer is bloody tall, mate. The, the, ge- the geezer's like six foot three or something. He towered over me. I'm only a small bloke. I'm like five foot seven. But this geezer, I shook his hand and I was like, whoa, Phil, you are a big bloke. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why that just came to my head when I thought. Oh, we're Philip in the Bloom. same club. We're in the five foot seven club. Well, I'm five foot eight, you know, mate, ish. Be- best club to be in. That's it what I've re- heard. No, it really is. Apart from when you can't get on those certain roller coaster rides. Oh, yeah, that is the issue. That's, <laughs> I, but I, I, just slick on, I just stick on a big pair of heels and I'll be sweet. That's what I usually do at them. I want to do a special on YouTubers because up to now it's been you know directors sound designers writers whereas what you're doing and what this other YouTuber are doing I I think could be really inspirational to young filmmakers and that's what this whole podcast is about yeah you're you're Liverpool based didn't you could you tell (laughs) (laughs) well yeah no I'm just just making sure it was Liverpool because I I knew it was either because there's a girl in Manchester who is absolutely sick. Have you heard of um, Micro Four Nerds? No. Mate, this girl called Emily, yeah? She yeah. is sick. She she makes YouTube content. Um, and yeah, Micro Four Nerds. Like, she's a massive nerd. Sorry, Emily, but you just are a nerd, mate. Um, but she makes, like, awesome content. She shoots on... I think she f- shoots on a Fuji. Is there a... a, 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 a a Micro Four Thirds Fuji cam. Oh mate, I don't know. She, like, she, uh, like yes. Sony. Yeah, so she um she shoots on Micro Four Thirds and she creates like really banging content, mate, on YouTube. Definitely check out Emily. I can't remember Emily's second name. Uh, but yeah, Micro Four Nerds on YouTube. Emily is sick. And she's Manchester, so she's pretty local. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds uh that I'd sounds interesting. Definitely hit her up, she's cool as hell. Um yeah, so the, the business side of it, is that what you studied at uni? So I've done a course at uni. Uh, and I actually eventually um, specialised in steady cam operating and camera operating. So that's what I've done at uni. Basically, in the in the first year at the Northern Film School, you get the opportunity to pretty much do every aspect of the of production. So you produce, you can do sound, you can do uh, camera opping, directing, cinematography, um, art design, freaking everything mate everything to do with produ- uh, everything to do with production and um i took on cinematography and then in my final year i just focused on camera operating and steady cam operating why did you go to uni to do film like what was it that got you excited about film i genuinely wanted to make incredible content i was so obsessed with making videos I just I just loved every aspect of photography, videography, and I thought to myself, right, I love this subject. I'm clearly a bit okay at it because I've already had a couple of people pay me for a few videos, and I like won like filmmaker of the year award at freaking media A level or something at school. So 
I thought, you know what? I'm not bad at this. I want to go to uni because it sounds like a bloody good load of fun. So let's just put these two and two together and do a film course. That is the honest truth. I'm not going to sit here and BS you and go, oh, yeah, I was like, I just went to uni because it sounded like the right thing. I was 18 years old and I thought, right, mate, let's go to Leeds and get absolutely smashed up. I have a great time with a load of cool people because I'm young and also pursue something that I actually enjoy doing because I didn't know what else to do at the time. I just loved filmmaking. So are you? do you like watching films yourself? For me, I hardly ever watch any movies. I'll watch a movie if I haven't got anything to do, like one weekend evening. So I haven't got a shoot, I haven't got work, I've got nothing social going on. And I just want to relax, get away from my phone. I'll watch a movie then. Um, that's the only real time I'll actually unwind and switch off. But I hardly ever watch movies. I find it very hard to get into long-form content. So for long-form content, like a two-hour movie, if I'm not in that movie within like the first 15 minutes I'm gone and I'm probably on my phone which is terrible but it's the honest truth so I don't watch any TV everyone goes to me oh my god you're you're a filmmaker you don't watch any any TV series no I don't um (laughs) I just love I love short form content I love YouTube um so yeah mate mainly for me the only content I consume is mainly podcasts and youtube videos and it's not even the fact that the content is good it's just the the personalities really on youtube like someone could have incredible content but if their personality is absolutely dead i just won't have the attention span for it so i'm essentially just watching personalities on youtube yeah yeah i get that um i remember there was a video that peter mckinnon put out about the quality of content or something and he said a video that he spent more time on making, I think it was called The Bowl, like this beautiful film he made in Africa. It was amazing. It like absolutely spectacular. Got less views. And the video that got more views was him tied in his garage. And you're like, uh, what? Yeah. It's because people want to see the personality. It's like, I'm sure if you did a video and it you weren't in it, and it was like, this is a short film about, you know, I don't know, whatever then your viewers will be like, well, I, I, I come here because I want to be either educated or entertained or learn a bit more about, you know, uh, yourself. Yeah, um, I guess so, yeah. So, yeah, the personality thing. And also, like, for the YouTube thing, like, I only discovered, like, Casey Neistat probably, like, last year, really. Right. Um, and I found, oh, no, it was just before he quit doing the vlog right. because... I found when I was watching his videos, it to me was like a 20 like twenty minute, 15 minute escape from like work. And I just watch his video and be like, see like cool stuff around New York and be like, wow, that's amazing. Like appreciate as a filmmaker. He seems a really cool guy and he gives you some really good, like, you know, motivational, inspirational stuff. And then I get back to yeah. the day and then he's like, I'm quitting the vlog. I'm like, well, what? No. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then there was other people and then that's when, because like before that YouTube really, I just was, kind of would watch film riot and maybe there was a guy who got on podcast who was really really cool guy one of the coolest guys i've ever spoke to in my life like darius brit have you heard of darius darius brit no i haven't but so he does like films or his youtube is all about like storytelling and like short films and directing and direct like working with actors and his videos were just like wow and he was literally the coolest guy i've ever met um i've not that met him but you know what i mean um, yeah, it's just not not so tech orientated. Yeah, yeah, but then your crew is like don't come across as anything other than what they are, and it's like you know I really enjoy seeing people. I think it's do- so sick that you call it like a crew. Like if I if I actually had an actual crew, I'd feel so sick. 
I, I mean, feel you're, so you're, good. You're, honestly, I think you should call it your crew. I mean, you know, you should be their ringleader. With that oh, no, 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 absolutely not. No, I just mean like, it, it just sounds good to be a, associated with these other incredible creators. Like when you say yeah. you and like your crew, like the people that you represent me with, that feels fucking amazing because yeah. I appreciate and respect them other creators so damn much. It feels great that you kind of represent me with them. That's basically what I mean there. That is sick. I love that when you said there's no one around here that does it. That shouldn't be an excuse not to be doing what you want to do. Hell no! Like I, I done it. I done it for like a good four years before I even like knew of these people. So like sometimes you just got to take yourself out of everyone else's life, just get in your own head and do what you need to do. That's essentially what I done. Like I didn't really have anyone that done what I done, but I kind of knew what I was. And that sounds silly. I just knew what I was capable of creating if I put my head to it. Yeah. So. That's just what I've done. I didn't let anyone, because everyone where I live, they'll just go and get jobs in London and just like follow this rat rate. I'm not saying because there's some great jobs in London, don't get me wrong, but everyone's kind of just doing these, in my opinion, boring jobs, just like uh, um, like accounting, fucking like, uh, what, what else, banking. I don't know, just just like, in no, my opinion, dead jobs. But to other people, these might be the perfect job for them and they might love it and that is unbelievably good and I hope that they really do enjoy it. Yeah. But for me, it was like, oh, I'm the only one who's trying to do something on my own. What if this all goes flop and I should have followed the crowd and done what everyone else done? But luckily now, it, I'm kind of actually earning a living out of what I do, which is very, very good. And I love doing it. And I'm meeting the coolest people doing it. Just like now, me and you having a chat, man. We're just two humans having a chat, right? Like yeah, if, I, yeah. if I hadn't have done what I'd done, I wouldn't have known of you. You wouldn't have known of me. So that's another aspect of what I love doing. Yeah, definitely. It's I mean, it's it's the collaboration is the part that I enjoy mostly with like filmmaking, with any filmmaking that it's like where I go, well, I am not a cinematographer, so I want to work with someone who I can go. This is kind of what I want. But how would you do it? Like, what would you bring to the table? Do you know what I mean? That's what I buzz off. So, yeah. So you're, you're just interested in seeing how other people would do things. I'm working with a guy at the moment who's on one of the podcasts guy called Harry Sheriff, and he's made some really cool stuff like he's with this web series we make called early days all right he wrote and directed it but when it came down to the edit it gave me so much like flow i could say to him right you want to do this here with this kind of beat well why don't we like story beat why don't we have this bit play earlier because then that will enhance this and some directors were like no i want it like this my way or the highway i don't want to work with those people and he was like yeah let's try it let's see how that looks and it works, do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what I enjoy, like the whole, you know, collaborating with people and, and bouncing ideas off people and not having that kind of keeping your cards close to your chest. But back to you about the whole crew thing. Yeah, I mean, your work, your crew, there's no way the like these collaborators, or sorry, these other amazing creatives would work with you if your work wasn't on a certain level. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't actually call it working with the other creators because we're literally just like people that want to hang out if that makes sense like yeah we make content on youtube but we don't actually think right let's do a collaboration here so maybe my subscribers can lap over to yours and then yours can lap over to mine and we can have like some kind of business transaction via subscriber e-commerce like we literally just like i'm literally just like holy crap i'm going over to the states i would love to go and hang out with Josh, Sydney, Kitty, whoever it may be, and just hang out and make content with them. So it's, I wouldn't necessarily call it working with them, but I know what you mean. Um, 
So yeah, it's just a case of enjoying the. That's what I was trying to. I'm trying to just go back to the the process of enjoying what I'm creating. Like if I'm with another creative who inspires the hell out of me, it's going to kind of just push me to be a little bit more creative in what I do because some like you'll bounce ideas off of each other. Like I remember when I went to San Francisco with Kitty, she was like taking me to all the cool spots and like I was like whoa this is sick this is good and then she's like right yeah if you shoot it like this it will do this and I'll like kind of incorporate that into my style and then she started incorporating some of my styles into her locations and stuff like that and it was just like a really cool like mix of two creators so that's kind of what I love about like just just meeting up with these other creators on YouTube man that's that's what it is about for me that is what YouTube is about for me I've heard people, you shouldn't... Oh, let me think about this before I say it. Don't work to live. I think you should live to work. And people go, what do you mean? I, I hate my work. But I think you should... Yeah, I think you are living to work. And I'm, what I mean by that is you are doing what you love and you live for it. Whereas other people, they do what they have to do to live. Yeah, I'd like to think so, to be honest. Because uh, I guess that's the way to be, right? If you if you just enjoy what you're doing, like you're obviously doing something right for you. So... Yeah, definitely, 100%. I, I definitely haven't, I wouldn't say I've cracked it and I'm like the happiest I could ever be. Like there's tons of like, tons of little niggles, parts of my business, parts of maybe a few clients that I want to get rid of and stuff like that, that kind of don't really uh, service me anymore as I'm servicing them. Um, but the, like I do, I do feel a certain amount of contentment with where I'm at, but... I definitely, definitely haven't got to like that sweet spot of where I do want to be. But I think it comes down to gratitude as well, like not asking too much, like with the point where I'm at on on YouTube and with the point where I'm at in my actual business, like just try instead of, because there was a point where I just wanted more, I wanted more, I wanted more, like I want more work, I want better work, I want to work with bigger clients, I want more subscribers on YouTube, I've only got 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, come on, let's get more, let's get more. And I didn't actually enjoy it, and now when I take a step back and I'm like, I'm getting about 2,000 views per video, and it's the same people commenting every single time, this is sick, mate, like, what more could I want? Like, this is amazing, and I'm now working with clients that I want to work with, I'm getting paid enough to, to live, like... And I've I've also got my own fr- flipping office now. Like, why? Like, just embrace this and realize how good this is instead of going, nope, I need more subscribers. 16K isn't enough. I want to work with bigger clients. I want more money. I want a big fat office. No, like, man, this is just good. I'm meeting up with cool people on YouTube. Like, what else could I want to do? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%. How do you feel about the business side of it? Yeah, I, I've got myself an accountant, so... I do not have a bloody uh, my account. I basically went in there and said to my accountant, "Look, I just, uh, this is just something that I don't want to do. Tell me what I need to do for you, and when I need to do it, and I'll just do it. Just make it A B C. Make take me right back to nursery <laughs> school because this is not a bit of me. So yeah. yeah, so like just making sure that I get all of my like all of my expenses, all of that kind of stuff written out with all the receipts and all stuff like that, and then I just hand it over to my accountant, mate, because." I f- I'm thinking if I spend two days of my year sorting out my accounts, that's two days that I could be out filming or doing something different. I could be on holiday for two days. Who knows? But do you know what I mean? I can't be asked doing them two days of something that I quite honestly do not give a flying F about. And my accountant probably saved me more money than what, me doing it myself. Cause they, they know, they know like the most efficient way of get of uh, doing their, doing their job for you. Cause you're their client. So 
yeah, mate, things like that. I'm just trying to get out of doing the, like just do the easiest thing I can. Just give it to, give it to an accountant, someone who knows what they're actually doing. Whereas someone ain't going to make a video. I don't know how to make a video. I'm the person to come, like the way I look at it is come to me if you want a video. I'll come to you if you, if, if I need my accountants doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, but like, I think with, with money, with what we do with money, like that, you're not going to get to a point where you make tons unless you find a way to have some kind of passive with this job like because you're everything that you need requires your time so that's where that's where i think i'm hopefully going to find a way business wise to find something that will acquire me some kind of passive income that makes sense that that would be that's another thing that i would eventually like but everyone wants a passive income how easy is it to say um but that is, is that is essentially what I would eventually like because then I can kind of calm down on the amount of projects I'm doing. Mm. So do less projects, but make them projects absolutely spot on and but still be earning a similar amount of money. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, that's something for the future that hopefully I can look into. All right, James. So just to wrap things up, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to when you started to help, you know, inspire others? Uh that is a really good question what would I do if I went back see I always like refer to my my first ever vlog and I look at it and I'm like mate what are you doing because that just so isn't you so I would just say to myself like just take the expectations of others away and just create content because you want to create it like and be yourself as well like how how like cliche does that sound by the way but it's so damn true like I wish I wish when other people said that, I was like, you know what? They're actually telling the truth. Because if I had just been myself at the start, like my viewers probably would have enjoyed just watching me a little bit more back then. Because I was just like a robot, mate. I was just like a stick thinking, <laughs> mate, no one is going to want to hire me if I'm myself. Like, because I just want to be a bit chill and talk the slang and just do, just be myself. But that's what I should have done at the start. So, um, yeah, if I could give myself advice, just like, just take away the expectations of others and just do it because you love doing it. And if you don't love doing it, don't do it. That's, that's what I tell myself, but I did love doing it. And then eventually just, it just kind of fell into me enjoying it and being myself. So yeah, that's the, that's the advice I'd give myself. I could go back and do it. If anyone doesn't know where to find you, where can they find you and uh, give them your links? Oh, a nice little bit of plug-in. I love that. Um, so yeah, YouTube, just James Matthews. Um, it'll be the first, uh, should be the first one that comes up when you type in James Matthews on YouTube. And Instagram is James Matthews Media. 